Welcome to another edition of the Drake Football Coaches Show with Todd Stepsis, Chuck Reed, sitting alongside Coach. Coach, how you doing tonight? Great. Uh, nice and warm out there. It, it's been a great week weather-wise. Where are you located right now? In, in, in my mind, in the positive, uh, in positive land. Well, you got to deal with what comes your way, and good weather has not come your way this week. So. No, no, but the team did a great job. You know, the, the field was covered in the... That's that white stuff uh, that we, for whatever reason, have, have gotten a lot of already, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But, uh, you yeah, know, the team has done a nice job of just embracing the, the suck that is playing in a snow-ridden uh, snow field. And, um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll be ready to go. Also have a couple other special guests here tonight. And you went with the young guys this week. I did. I wanted to get uh, some... Some fresh blood in here, uh, you know the, the future of, of Drake football. You know these guys are going to be really good players for us. Uh, um, you know the, the more they play, the better they're going to get. And I'm excited about the way this program is going to look with with these guys being leaders. To my left, we have freshman quarterback Ian Corwin from Tulsa, Oklahoma, played at Jenks High School. Ian, how you doing? Um, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, I'm happy to be here. And warmed up from practice yet? I yeah, I'm good now. I took a nice. Uh, um, um, a warm shower. So yeah, all right, good. good for you. And also, Gage Vanderleest from Linville, Iowa, played at Linville Sully High School. Gage, how you doing? I'm doing good, Chuck. It's nice to be in the warm weather for us. we the warm, right next to this heater. Let's get I gave you that seat on purpose, yeah, right there. All right, coach. Let's talk about last week. Uh, was not the prettiest win of the season, um, but you know what? You never give them back. 28-14 over Jacksonville, hard-fought game, and you made some plays. Oh. I think that was a difference. Yeah, no, no question. You know, I said it a couple times after the game is, you know, the, the longer I've done this, the more you appreciate all the wins. So whether you played really great and it was a great team win or, or whether it was, you know, we struggled a little bit, um, you know, whether it was offensively, defensively, special teams, you know, at the end of the day, you know, stats are for losers. I always used to say when I was when I was the defensive coordinator here, but scoreboards for winners. And so, you know, seeing us come out on top at 28-14, like you said, hard fought. Guys played hard. You know, overcame adversity. Uh, you know, when things didn't go well, we would respond, and then that's really was the theme of the the week was, okay, how are we going to respond after losing our first conference game? And and we got that win. So on to the next one. I want to ask you this question? Maybe this is a unfair question, but I watched Jacksonville, uh, I think, three games prior to our game. I was actually watching, doing my video work, so I recognized the players and all that. I thought they played really well. I, I, that's the best I've seen them play all season. Uh, th that option is tough, and they ran it well, and, and they played defense about as well as I'd seen them play all year. Yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, they're definitely an improved team. You know, that that's, that's something that stood out on tape, you know, when you watch them uh, – kind of close into our game and, and, and get ready for our game. And you saw them play teams really tough. You know, their record was not an indication of what kind of caliber they had. You know, they had got, you know, probably the most dynamic athlete playing quarterback. So that's always a challenge when the most dynamic guy has the ball in his hands every single snap. But, um, but yeah, they, they played a great game. You know, hats off to them for being prepared, for uh, looking better. You know, and, and you said, you know, improved team. That's the best I think that they've looked um, offensively since that new system has come into place. You know, I mean, we've kind of had our way with them uh, from a defensive perspective the last couple years, and uh, it's just yeah, it's you know seeing them kind of figure things out. You know, they're they're going to get better and better, and if, if they can get the right guys in there, it's you know they're going to be 
yet another team that the PFL is going to going to have that um, is going to be a tough game. All right, I got a quick trivia question for Gage. Gage, since you're from Iowa, yeah. How many times has Jacksonville come up and won in Des Moines? Zero. Zero is correct. The all-time record now in Des Moines, nine and zero in favor of Drake. Give me that a harder one, Chuck. That was that was actually uh, one of my favorite football memories being here. Was uh, it was 2015 when uh, they had come here and they hadn't lost in two years. So they they had come in with like a two-year PFL win streak and we knocked them off here. That, that was a great that was a great win to see us take them down because they they had some high-powered guys. I wanted to ask you this question. Give me some shout-outs for some guys you thought played really well last week. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, well, I tell you what, I just, you know, offensive line in general, I thought did a nice job in the run game. You know, they, you know, so as a, as a group, uh, I thought they blocked the point of attack well. I thought, you know, the running backs ran hard, particularly Cross Robinson. You know, he had a couple of nice runs in there. You know, Drew, you know, was his own self. Shane Feller had a couple of big catches. You know, Ian, I thought, made some critical throws and made some critical plays. Um, in some critical situations, you know, particularly on a, on a fourth down to, to you know, basically ice the game. You know, that, that throw that he made uh, to Drew was a big play. You know, you know, defensively, Alex Rogers, you know, was all over the place. You know, he, he, had, he had saved a couple touchdowns for us. Um, you know, Colin Seymour with the very first play with the interception was big. You know, another guy that's here, Aaron Morgan, I thought did a phenomenal job being himself. You know, that's he's, he's one of the premier athletes in general in the conference. And then for him to be playing – as an edge guy, as a defensive end, I think, uh, you know, says a lot. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, overall, I thought there was a lot of guys that, you know, when the when the phone rang, they answered it. And so it, it was great to see guys respond, like I said before, and, and make plays. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, this week against a, another high-quality opponent, you know, we're going to need more of that. Oh, yeah, a lot of points scored by Dayton this year. We'll get to them in a little bit, but they are the highest-scoring team right now in FCS football. They're averaging 42.1 points per game. Second is North Dakota State, so that kind of gives you a level uh, right there. But they can score the football at 59 last week against Maris. All right, let's visit with our guests. Yes. How does that sound? Sounds great. All right, we're going to start with you, Ian. You're from Tulsa, Oklahoma, That's Drake's right. High School. How'd you get to Drake? Um, so, um, so I knew that that I wanted to play football uh, in college. So it, it was really just the uh, the visits that I, I came on and I, I was able to meet with, with all of the coaches and all of uh, the, the current players and just the welcoming that I felt and just the sense of being being at home here, here at Drake was really the big thing, I'd say. Gage, how'd you get here? You didn't have to go far. No, you had to come a lot shorter like distance than Ian. But, you know, so my junior year I realized, like, I didn't want to end football after my senior year of football, so... I, uh, I kind of reached out to some of the coaches at Drake, and I didn't really expect any response. But then I got a response, came up on a school visit, met some of the coaches. Then Coach Depp will tell you, I was here the sum- all summer before my senior year. <laughs> so so Gage, uh, you know, it, it, it's a testament to really the, the type of guy and personality he is. So, um, you know, so Gage actually came and visited with us uh, the spring of his junior year. I remember you, I think your mom, and maybe somebody else came with you. Okay, just you two. And so um, in the summer, we have prospect camp. So Ian came to one. And I think the one that Ian came to, uh, you know, when we did seven on seven, I think you had like one incompletion the entire time. And it was a drop ball. So like, like immediately like, wow, this guy can really spin it. But then Gage, he came to both prospect camps. And then we also have an elite camp for local guys that, 
you know, it's, it's basically an extensive training type of thing where, you know, you, you really get in depth with us position coaches for an entire week. And it's like two and a half hours of individual. And so what was interesting was, so Gage came to our first camp and us as a coaching staff were like, man, I don't know if he's got what it takes, if, if he's if he's really what we're looking for. And then all of a sudden he comes to this elite camp and you just keep seeing him improve and improve. Like every day you see him getting better and better and better. Then he comes back to that second elite camp in July and lights it up. So immediately Coach Bloss and myself were like, well, this guy, we got to get this guy. And so yeah, luckily the feeling was mutual and he really liked this place. And, and if I'm not mistaken, you've got some family ties, uh, some Drake. That's awesome. Yeah, it, it's it, that's something that you'll see a lot as far as uh, you know, not only guys on our team, but just the school in general. It's it's a it's a lot of uh, alumni and a lot of family type of ties where you got generational uh, type of guys that, that came and got degrees, multiple degrees from Drake. And should mention too, Gabe, you're a defensive back. I don't think I told everybody that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll work on your microphone in just a second here. But uh, my next question for you guys is, what's your favorite part of Drake? You haven't been here real long, but Ian, you can start. What's your favorite part of Drake? I'd probably have to say, I'd probably say the, the freshman class and then the fifth year, the fifth year class. Uh, specifically, specifically the guy here staring me down next to me, Z, my my center. Um, <laughs> within, you were within striking yeah, within distance striking right distance, now. I better give him a shout out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, in all seriousness though, um, just, I, I've definitely formed a, a bunch of, of friendships uh, with guys so far that, um, that I can tell are going to, are going to go the distance most likely, uh, including Gage is one of them. Uh, and then, I mean, Z, Maybe I'll see you again after you leave. Maybe. I don't know. You two guys are pretty close. I know that. I, I see you touching a lot. During a, you know, yeah. Football game, so. but, uh, Gage, what about you? What's your favorite part? Uh, I probably have to do guys are definitely my favorite part. Like, I've definitely made some of my best friends over the summer just being here, working out with, yeah, you and, and like, Caden, Meese, and Zach Gray. They were here all summer. And I've gotten really close with all of them. And then, like, the rest of the guys, like, they're all just amazing Joining the football team, I just like made a hundred new friends like right away, and that's definitely the best part. All right, final question for you guys: What's the toughest part about being a trade? Um, I'm gonna go with just being on my own and having to deal with time management as, as a thing. Um, it it kind of sucks being on your own up here. You gotta get up early on your own. I go to practice and go to school and class. Uh, How's laundry? How's laundry doing? <laughs> laundry, uh, it's it's doing. It's it's sitting in my room. I I don't think this is nasty. I don't think I washed my sheets in maybe. Oh two, no! Don't tell us that. No, no, no. Two something days, weeks, or months. You can guess, but it's been two of something. Yeah. So that's okay, that's, that's a little too much thing. information. Yeah, I'm not gonna stop. Days over you. Out. Right on the spot. Right on the spot here. Over to you, Gage. Gage, what about you? Uh, the, oh, the toughest part's definitely been the academics so far. It's like one of the main recruiting points that tell us, like, Drake, Drake academics is no joke. And I'm like, 
okay, like, I'm sure it's going to be tougher in high school, but I didn't really expect it to be quite as hard. But <laughs> being a science major, I've, it's, it's kind of whooped my butt, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> well, luckily for us, uh, you know, not only do we have an outstanding academic support team that's housed within the athletics department, uh, we have some key faculty that really look out for our guys as well. So I got to give a shout out to Lisa Grokey over there. Oh. Yeah, Lisa. I, she, I, I tell you what, she is, she's one of a kind. Um, she definitely has the free pass to heaven for how much she has to put up with uh, with our guys and how much she takes out of her own time. And, and, and it's just, it's it's really refreshing, you know, you know, for me. And, and again, one of the many reasons why, you know, I, I love being here and, and why, you know, this is a place for me is just knowing that there's people like Lisa out there that are going to help us get our players to that end goal. And the end goal being that, you know, when they get done with this place, they're, they're ready to take on the world and to make it a better place. So, um, yeah, they, they, you know, the school is tough, but, you know, at the same time, we're really fortunate to have people looking out for our players. Gage, real quick, tell me about your family. Uh, I have uh, two older sisters, uh, Alexa and Taylor. They One just got married. Alexa just got married this summer. And then Taylor just moved to Chicago to start a new job. So they're both older and graduated college. And then I have a mom, Michelle, and my dad, Troy. And they both live in Lindell, so. I forget who went with him. Who was a great dad? My mom. My mom was. Ian, tell me about your family. Yeah, um, so my family, we got um, three boys, and I'm, and I'm in, in the middle. So I have um, an older brother that is a senior um, at Oklahoma State. Uh, he's not playing football, but he's... Um, his name is Logan. He's, he, he's been he's been a great mentor in my life, no doubt. Um, I really I look up to him a lot. And then I have a little brother named, named Landon. And he's in the eighth grade right now. And, and he's been really um, important to me just in the fact that I want to be the best that I can uh, for him in a sense. Because I just I want to be to set a role for him that I can. Is he a football player? He is. He is. No, he's actually he's actually really good. He's he's a little he's a little uh, little trooper out there. He's, he's kind of like the the general. Whenever I, I would watch him growing up, he would just he was always um, you, know, you know telling guys where to go and what to do. So he, he's gonna be really uh, he's gonna be really good whenever he gets older for sure. He's like a typical younger brother like mine. He's gonna claim that he's the best of the of the yeah, three. You know, I, I grew up with uh, two brothers as well. I was the middle kid too, and okay. and it was always the younger brother who said, "Oh, oh the best athlete is the last one." And, <laughs> and of course, you know, during the holidays, we gotta we gotta challenge one another from time uh, to time. That's right. Yeah. No. Yeah. When I get back, yeah, it'll be nice and uh, competitive as always. And then also, I have two two parents, uh, Marcy and Byron, and they've just been very. Uh, very awesome to me over over these years. So, all right. Every week we ask a non-football question. It is that time of the show to do the non-football question. The question this week is: What is your favorite personal possession, and why? You want me to go first? Why don't you fire away? Okay, I've, I've actually got two. Um, you know, so when I think about things that like, you did hear me. I said personal possession. I know, but I, I yeah, you know me. I always, it's I always, know, a you're couple. always stretching so, it to the edge. So, uh, you know, so you think when I think of like personal possession, you think like, okay, you know, there's a house fire and what are you grabbing first? And so, you know, luckily the one I never take off would be my wedding ring. So I, I know that I'd be in big trouble if I ever lost that. 
So that one would be one. But then um, we actually, in our house, we have this painting. And so um, for those that, that don't know, my wife and I, we met in Key West of all places. And um, you know, maybe I'll do a separate podcast talking about the, the day that, that we met. Uh, <laughs> It's pretty good. It's pretty epic. I don't I have to host good. that, do I? No, you don't. Okay, you know, But it's very entertaining. Uh, but anyway, this painting actually is a picture of the coast, um, you know, one of the coasts in Key West. And so uh, when we were down there, we saw the actual picture of it. And then one of uh, Angie's uh, roommates actually was an artist, and so she painted it for us. So it's uh, it's a real big canvas painting in our in our um, in our house, and that one's definitely uh, we got to keep that one safe. All right, Gage, you're next. Um, sitting on my desk in my uh, dorm room right now. I, sitting on my desk in my dorm room right now, I have a picture of me and both my sisters and both my parents. And it's really odd to get all of us in the same place at one time. So it's really cool. But it's from my last track meet of high school. And that was actually at State Track here at Drake University. So it's me and my family with Drake University Bulldogs, big press box in the back. And it's like the last thing I had from high school. It was like my last athletic thing in high school. And it was I ended it where I'm starting my college uh, athletic career. So that picture probably is probably my most, my favorite sentimental thing I have. Very nice. Ian, what's your favorite personal possession and why? Mine is actually, uh, it's sitting here in my, my wallet. It had to be the Visa, the Visa uh, debit card with my mom's money on it. <laughs> Take that everywhere I go. And I get that thing to swipe in whenever I need it. So I, if there's a fire, I'm definitely grabbing that. <laughs> Ian will be performing here all week. Uh, mine's, mine's a little bit like yours, actually. Uh, in the bedroom, there's a picture on the wall of my two daughters, and they're probably eight and six, and my wife and I uh, right on the beach in North Carolina with the water in the background and all that. That picture means a lot to me. It brings back great memories, and I think that might be number one. And uh, I also have an autographed baseball with like 11 Hall of Famers on it. If there was a fire, I'd be going back in the house for that. So, Good call. Um, there you go. But uh, that is our non-football question of the week. Sometimes we ask, like, what is your favorite Drake moment or all that? But you guys haven't been around long enough to have very many, so we're going to – Skip that this week. Yeah, we got a lot of moments for that. That's all. I'm not sure I want to hear about them. <laughs> I'd like to hear about the moment you wash your sheets, Ian, but uh, <laughs> that's got to wait a while. You're probably never going to hear that until next semester. <laughs> all right, let's talk about the Pioneer Football League this week. Uh, the standings going on right now. Of course, San Diego on top at 6-0, Drake at 5-1, and and at 4-2, and the next two opponents, Davidson and Dayton, they're both at four and two. Marist at three and three. Moorhead State at three and three. Stetson is at three and three. One and five. Butler and Valpo and Jacksonville at zero oh and six. So those are your standings. Games this week: the Battle of Indiana, Valparaiso and Butler. That that's pretty evenly matched, isn't it? No, absolutely. I think both of those guys. Um, you know, they're, they're kind of at similar spots as far as like you know, scratching, clawing, fighting for any kind of positive things that they can get. And they play for a helmet. They actually have a trophy in that game. Oh, nice. They played 77 times, so that's an old rivalry. Jacksonville visits Marist. Davidson at Stetson. That'll be a good one. That's another pretty good matchup, Davidson-Stetson. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, Dayton at Drake. 
and Moorhead State at San Diego. That's the final game of the day. And I asked Gage earlier, how many times, excuse me, Z, how many times has Moorhead State beaten San Diego? Yeah, go ahead. I have no idea. None. None. They've never beat them, so that would be an upset if Moorhead State were to beat San Diego this week. But that is your PFL update and where the standings uh, stand right now. All right, let's move on to this week. Dayton comes to town. And let me ask you this to start with. Is this the most important rivalry in the PFL? Um, it's definitely one of the, uh, I would say, the most storied of the conference because, you know, us and them, we were, you know, we're one of the pioneer. Original six. Yeah, yeah, original yeah. six. So anytime we play those guys, uh, it's, it's going to mean something. And, you know, there's lots of history behind both of those programs. For me, it's extra special because being from Ohio, you know, I want to beat that Ohio team. But, um, but just overall, you know, it, what's interesting is a lot of the guys that are on the team now, um, they see this as a big game. Um, but then, like, you know, they, they see a lot of the games as big games. But, uh, you know, when I talk to alums and, you know, when we talk to people that, uh, you know, that have been a part of this game in the past, this is a game that a lot of them talk about. So, you know, I was actually digging through some old uh, old uh, videos the other day, and there was a video of Dave Doran, who, uh, you know, played here back in the 90s, and he's the head coach at NC State right now. And he had sent a video message to the team. It looked like it might have been... I don't know, maybe you know, 2009, 10, 11, kind of in that range. And the, the video is only two minutes long, but twice, twice in that two minutes, he mentions Dayton and the beat Dayton. In fact, that's how he signed off. He says, you know, hope you guys have a great year and beat Dayton. So, um, you know, that, you know, this, this rivalry, this game means a lot to us. Um, but then it means a lot also to the program. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to take those guys on, and even more excited it's at home. Always love being at home. Well, it's interesting that I think the PFL has been in existence 26, wasn't last year, the 25th year. They celebrated the, the league's birth, and so I think 26 years. And Dayton and Drake have won, it could be a tie, but have won 18 conference championships out of all those years. So pretty much dominating teams in the league along with San Diego. Right? Yeah, it's, it's usually us three at the end of the day, is yep. us three teams. And that's probably how it's going to shake out. But uh, one thing with the Flyers this year, they are the number one scoring offense in FCS football. They've got a really good quarterback in Jack Cook. They've got a really good running back in Chisholm. They've got a guy that, you know, NFL scouts are talking about big time in Troutman at wide receiver, at tight end. We've got Skabinski, a wide receiver, who I think is a really good slot guy. They've got a lot of offensive offensive firepower. And you were worried last week about the triple option. This week, you got even more to worry about. Yeah, you know, it's it's definitely uh, going to be an extreme uh, extreme challenge for the defense in particular. But you know, it's it's a team game, so you know when they score their points, we got to respond. But if you look at them on offense. You know, if you're a real, true football nut, uh, you want to look at the, the trenches first. And I think that's the group, in my opinion, when you're looking at Dayton and you want to give them uh, an honest evaluation, yeah, I mean, the, the obvious is there. The tight ends are really good. The quarterback's done a great job um, not only throwing the ball but extending plays with his feet and using his athleticism. The running back's done a great job as far as running hard and finding holes, but their offensive line is good. You know, they're very athletic. They're very quick. And, and so... I think if you're looking at this game, it's going to be 
okay, how does how does our defensive line handle their offensive line? Are we going to be able to poke holes in their in, in, in their zone game? Are we going to be able to chase stuff down from behind? We're going to be able to set edges. Are we going to be able to tackle? Um, you know, are we going to be able to to bully them up front a little bit? You know, that, that that's you know because it's it's more of a a zone scheme as opposed to a gap scheme. So you when know, it's a zone scheme, you got to penetrate that thing. And are we going to be able to break through? Are we going to be able to you know cause some havoc in the backfield? Um, you know, if we can do that, then we'll be able to neutralize the run game, and that's going to be the key to stopping them. Is we got to try to make them one-dimensional. So, um, you know, eliminate the run game. Uh, you know, be make sure you're not outflanked in the boot game. You know, play deep to short, widest to widest. Uh, try to take away uh, you know their first and second options, and you know, play down by down. That's how it goes. How much have the defensive line guys enjoyed this week over last? Because they did not enjoy last week in preparation. Is this week a little better? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's. Up front, it's all the same. To be honest, I mean, yeah, you know, the, the, the challenges of a triple option is, you know, you're getting cut a lot, and, and, and they're firing off the ball a lot. And then, you know, as a, as a defensive line, you know, a lot of times you're in charge of tackling the dive, whether he has the ball or not. So, you know, you, 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 you take all those those collisions and you add them up over time. And, yeah, playing a triple option team up front is never fun. But, you know, if you're going to play on the D-line, you got to be wired a little different. you got to be um, excited for um, mixing it up and, and, and getting after people and the physicality behind it. So, uh, yeah, you know, they, they, they may like playing a more traditional style uh, just because this week we'll be able to rush the passer for once. We're, you know, yeah. Jacksonville, we're not rushing much. We're just fighting people off our legs and running down the line of scrimmage. So, you know, you know getting them into some passing situations, some long dart yard situations, they'll be excited to, to finally, you know, hit a couple moves and then get some sacks. All right, I want to talk a little bit. I'm going to get Ian involved in this since he's going to be – working against the defense of Dayton, but they have struggled defensively this year. There, there's no two ways about it. Um, if you look at the total stats for Dayton, there are 124 teams in FCS football. In total defense, Dayton right now is 117th out of 124. Third down conversion defense, they are 122nd out of 124. And rush defense, 116 out of 124. To me, that's really unusual because I've always thought they were a very good defensive team. But that's the, a weakness you've got to take advantage of this week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and, and like I mentioned earlier, you know, it, it, when they score, we got to respond. And so, you know, it's going to be up to our offense to, to, to respond and to match their scores. And, and yeah, you know, statistically, you know, they're not having a great year, but – you know, what, what's interesting sometimes is when your offense is having a great year and you're hitting explosive plays, the defense is out there a lot. So, um, you know, part of that might have to deal with them, you know, maybe playing more snaps, uh, you know, not having as much rest and, and then maybe not as much depth either. You know, that, that, that's always an issue. And, 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 and they're breaking some guys in at some key positions. And, you know, the way the defense is played now, the way the game is played now, you need all eleven. You can't really hide a guy anymore. You know, it's it's very easy to expose a, a, a you know maybe a, a weak link or two um, on the other team. So, you know, it, you know they, they they have struggled, and it is you know our offense is going to have to rise to the challenge and, and answer. You know, when they're when they're moving the ball, we got to move the ball. And then you know, the keys every week. I, I talk about them every every Monday. How do we look in the takeaway and the turnover margin? How do we look you know, from explosive play standpoint? How many do we get? How many do we give up? And then, you know, this game is going to be a tight game. So are we going to win the fourth quarter or not? And, you know, we, if, we can, if we can get it done in those three areas, you know, we're going to be feeling pretty good on Saturday night. Ian, you're the quarterback. What are your thoughts on Dayton's defense? What have you seen on film? Um, yeah, 
I like to say kind of the, the same thing as Coach Steph there. Just um, I'm going into a game. You can't really look at the stats of a defense. You gotta uh, treat them all the same. So I'm, I'm really just looking at the same thing that I've, I've been doing all, all year. And that's just that I've, I've been uh, I'm very fortunate to have some really good uh, play, uh, playmakers around me. A bunch of fifth-year seniors and uh, and seniors to have. So really, that, I'm just I'm looking to, to get to get the ball in their hands uh, and let them go make plays on on this defense. So, well, you bring up a good point that it is Senior Day on Saturday, and they're going to be 16 Bulldogs uh, playing their final home game. I think is that right? Yeah. yeah. Well, 15. Uh, one of them will be a. It will be managing his final team. Okay, Jared. Yeah, so Jared will be uh, you know in that group as well. But yeah, the guy who makes yeah. LT look good. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it'll be it'll be guys playing their last home game, and you know some of them uh, you know have exhausted all their eligibility. Other guys you know have chosen to uh, to continue on with life as opposed to playing another year. And you know we respect that. You know, we respect uh, the fact that you know what it is. You know it's it's tough, and if you have a great opportunity. Um, you know, you, you know, go and do that. But then at the same time, you know, the next sentence I'm going to say is, you know, there aren't any tackle football games going on as an adult that you can jump in like other sports. And, you know, it, it, if you have the opportunity to play, you know, it, it, you very rarely hear somebody say that they wish they hadn't done it. You know, and, 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 and I'll bring up one of our fifth-year seniors now that, um, you know, who talked to the team last, uh, you know, this past weekend, Stephen Dorn. I mean, he's had a tough year. You know, he, you know, he's coming in as a preseason all-conference player. You know, unbelievable weapon for us on on offense, and you know, has had some injury issues this year, and you know, has got some herniated discs in his back, and, and and hasn't been able to have the type of year that he's had. And he gets up in front of the team and says, you know, of, of anybody here, I could be the one to say that I regret it coming back for my fifth year, but I haven't. Because you know what, I do it all over again. I come back all knowing the the result and, and the year that I've had. I'd still do it all over again, just because again, you know, being on this team around these guys is special, and you don't get you know, and, and once it's gone, it's gone, and you, and you can't get it back. And you know, you, you talk to all of the alumni over the course of history. You know, they'll bring up the same thing. We had Colonel Al Kellogg, you know, talk to the team, and man, you know, he, he talked about how he can't remember what he had for breakfast the day before, but but you know. What he thinks of back at his time as a Drake football player, and I mean he remembers what he ate for for pregame meal, and you know what his uniform looked like, what it felt like, you know, you know, the, the teammates that he had. I mean, he, you know, all that stuff is like crystal clear in his memory, and you know, so yeah, I mean, you know, and we respect the the, the fact of, of guys that you know that maybe you know maybe decide to, to hang it up after that fourth year, but you know, at the end of the day, you know, come back for that fifth year, it's it's worth it, you know, ten times out of ten, and. Um, you know, but you know, regardless, that those guys are playing their last home game. You know, I I feel very um, very humble and very um, fortunate that that I got to be a part of their lives for four years because it's a great group. You know, I wouldn't trade any of them for anybody. You know what I told one of them about a week or two ago? He was thinking about not using his fifth year, and I said, I'm just going to leave you with this: It's the last time in your life people are going to cheer for you because when you get out in the real world. Nobody ever cheers for you at a sales meeting. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. So if you want to be cheered for, you come back to that fifth year because it's the last time it's going to happen. So. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And, and, yeah, it's just 
that that feeling of being a part of a team it just it's it's hard to find as an adult you know l- luckily for me i have it you know that the coaching gives that to you and so you know that, that's what, one of the many reasons why i do it is you know being a part of a group that is coming together for a common goal who have like interests and like goals and like aspirations like dreams and you know to, to be a part of that is something special and it's just hard to find you know if once you leave athletics so uh you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for this team and this university and, and to be a part of it. I thought one of the other reasons why you do it is the beautiful fall weather in Des Moines. I, I know you've experienced that this week. So. I, I do love me some Midwest weather. I just wish that the seasons would be normal. Like, you know, let's let's have a fall. You know, let's, let's go from warm to kind of warm to, to, you know, cool you know, sweatshirt weather. I like sweatshirt weather. And then... And then, and then they will get the coats out. Like, even even Monday, this Monday, I was like, "It's November. I'm not wearing my winter coat. It's, it's too early. I'm, I'm not. I'm not wearing this winter coat." And yeah, it was it was in the single digits that night. So, but uh, yeah, and your quarterback was running around with no sleeves on. He sure was tough guy. That's right. <laughs> Toughest on this team. You can take that to the bank. Uh, I've got three more years of him, don't we? Right? Oh, man, it's going to be so much fun. All right, well, just want to remind everybody, 1 o'clock Saturday, Drake Stadium, Johnny Brightfield, Senior Day, the last home game of the season. Dayton comes to town, the big rivalry. Bulldogs still with a chance to finish 7-1. and one. And I keep going back to that because I think that's really important as far as something to play for. Drake has not been 7-1 and one in this league since 2012. And with two wins to wrap up the season, that can be accomplished, and I think that would be a heck of a season. I, I think there's still a lot to play for. 1 o'clock, see you. Hope you can make it out. It's supposed to be, what, 45 and sunny? I mean, it's supposed to be a beautiful day Saturday. It's going to feel like a heat wave out there, oh. like, depending on what it's, it's. Actually, today, today in practice, yeah, it was 30, it, like, 30? I almost took my coat off. Like That's, that's how warm it felt depending, compared to the last two days. But, uh, but you're right. I mean, and being able to finish seven and one is is not only important for an accomplishment of the team, but to me, it's it's what are we building towards? You know, what what do we want this program to look like? You know, how do we want it to feel? And and what do we want our players to feel when when they when they walk through that facility and they put on their their lifting gear or their practice gear or whatever it is? Um, you know that these next games are critical in my mind as far as the development of this program. Where do we want it to go? What do we want it to look like? You know, how do we want people to to perceive us and um, yeah, you know, we got to have a great one this Saturday to, to make it happen. Last home game of the year. If you haven't been out to a game, final chance. Hope you take advantage of it. We'll see you at Drake Stadium, 1 o'clock, Dayton and Drake. want to thank our guests tonight. First off, Ian, thanks for coming. Yep. Uh, thanks for having me. It was fun. I, too much information. We'll work on this later on, okay? You gave us a little too much. I'm going to wash my sheets. There you go. <laughs> That's wonderful. And Gage, thanks very much again. I apologize for your microphone problems, um, but uh, it's okay. just take that one real quick. And uh, Good job. And uh, Gage hasn't played as much as uh, Ian has. Of course, Ian started every game, but you've done a nice job on scout team, and I know you've made some trips with us and played some special teams. And you've had a nice freshman year. Congratulations. Did you have a Hammer Award last week? Did you get one? Yeah. I should have given it to you. <laughs> It was his birthday, too, and he didn't get it. Oh, But, yeah, actually, it was two plays in a row. He gets in in San Diego, and the receiver oh, yeah. tries to block him, and 
not today. You know, he knocked him on his rear end, and then, um, you know, they tried to throw a ball on the flat, and he knocked it loose. So I'm starting to rethink my, my decision on not giving him a hammer because it's definitely hammer-worthy. Yeah, too little, too late. Yeah, I was told, yeah. I, oh, boy. Up. We got it on this, offense this and defense. Three more years. I thought she should have got it, Gage. I thought she I want to thank everyone for coming out to Jethro's tonight. Again, wing night and mug night. And next Wednesday, our final show, correct? That's it. Yeah, we'll, final show for the season, and then we'll make sure we'll do we'll, we'll, we'll carry this on throughout the throughout the year. You know, we'll do you know a couple here and there to talk about you know whether it's recruiting or whether it's uh, spring practices, how that's going. Um, you know, some different events we're going to do with alumni involved and parents involved too. You know, we're, we're trying to get um, you know kind of a network going. You know, yeah. as far as like not only former players but you know current players, getting them connected. You know, getting the parents involved too. I, I, I know, uh, you know. You know, I, I owe a ton to, to my parents. I think about my situation and, and growing up as the son of a, of a coach. And, you know, I, I just think, boy, you know, wouldn't it be great to have some opportunities throughout the year to do something with my dad or with my mom? And, and so we want to try to try to get some of those opportunities uh, to come to fruition. You know, so one of them we're thinking about, uh, you know, the uh, the weekend of the spring game is maybe doing a golf outing on the Friday before the spring game. You know, it's for, for parents, for current players, and also for alumni. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about some of that stuff, too. Sign me up. If we're playing golf, I'm in. All right? <laughs> I know you are. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Drake Football Coaches Show podcast. For Todd Stepsis, for quarterback Ian Corwin, for freshman defensive back Gage Vanderlees. Have yourselves a great week, and as always, go Bulldogs. Yeah,